Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. Uh, we love we love everyone and I know this that so here today it's happy mother's day. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to call my mom, call your mom if you can. If you can't, call someone and celebrate with them. But after church today, come and get a gift if you're 18 and older. Come grab a gift. Women Women, come grab a gift if you're 18 or older. There should be enough there. Some cool stuff in there. And then we got some stuff afterwards, too, like some kids. Like, we got some cool stickers and stuff. Like, we got some cool stuff to give out to you guys, too. So, um, Rochelle is preaching today, and uh, she's nervous. But what I heard today, she did a great job. Get behind her, preach with her. And I'm excited to preach next week, so, you know, keep me on a leash for one more week. (laughs) Oh, yes, Sunday school. You guys can follow Ashley upstairs. It's going to be a great time. I promise you. I mean, Rochelle, Ashley, it's going to be a great time, right? Yeah, you got to sell it hard. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be some candy up there probably. Get them all candied up before you send them home. New Hope kids. It's so exciting to see each of them every Sunday truck up the stairs in their little pitter patters. Uh, so, um, thank you so much again, Sandy, to New Hope Church. We uh, love each and every one of you, and we are so blessed um, by this church family. So, happy Mother's Day and happy Grandma's Day. So, I asked in the first service how many grandmas are in here? One. Two, three, four, five, six. Okay, any great grandmas? One, two. Wow, we had one in the first service. That's awesome. It's so exciting to have great grandmas um, with us today. I'm sure they've seen many, many different um, things throughout their life. (laughs) Um, So yes, make sure to grab a, a little gift. It's not very much, but we want to honor all of our ladies today. So we, were co- we will continue on with our worship series this week. Um, last week, Ashley, if you were here, she talked about the seven, the seven Hebrew words for praise. And it was so interesting. If you didn't um, get to hear it last week, make sure to check it out. It's on Facebook, YouTube, or website. Um, so she talks about, um, like, different things that... Um, like we extend our hands in worship. So when we come in and we worship and we sing songs, we extend our hands. It's a sign of worship. Music, we have musical instruments here. Um, we learned about the how music affects our worship. Um, our voice, we use our voice to sing, to shout, an expression of worship. Um, but she specifically talked about the story of Moses when the Israelites were fighting in the battle. And he, God told him to hold up his hands. Well, of course, when you hold up your hands for so long, they get tired, right? So when he put his hands down, then the Israelites started losing 
the battle. And so his friends came up beside him and helped him hold his hands up. And, of course, we read on that they continued to win when his hands were up. So I am thankful that we have a church family here that will come up beside us in our time of need. So, anyways, she does just a short little recap of what she talked about last week. So it was an awesome thing, and I believe Zach is continuing on next week with our worship series. How many of you have started to enjoy it? We've only heard one, but worship's so exciting. Um, so how many people know the name Nebuchadnezzar? A couple people? Okay, that's exciting. Okay, we're going to talk about this Mr. Nebuchadnezzar. He's a feisty fellow. So if you've never read the book of Daniel, I would encourage you to read it. It is it's just super interesting. <laughs> you can bring the Bible to life. I know some of the earlier books of the Bible are a little dry, but that's okay. <laughs> Check out Daniel if you want an interesting story. So Daniel chapter 1, we're going to talk about um, for a minute here. So... Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon, and he invaded Jerusalem, and he wanted to bring the best of the best men back to Babylon. So he wanted the smartest, the best looking, the strongest. So he wanted all the jocks, all the football players. He wanted them in his country. So um, in particular, there were four men that we're going to be talking about today. They were taken from their country of Jerusalem and brought into Babylon. Their names were changed. Their, their entire life was changed. So they were taken away from their everything they knew, the food they ate. They had to learn a new language. They had to learn new customs. So everything they knew, even their names were changed. So their original names were Daniel, uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So you might remember them as um, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So that, those are the names that are used throughout the book of Daniel. However, um, they gave the name of Belteshazzar to Daniel. However, they continue to refer to him as Daniel throughout the book. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and Belteshazzar is actually a name of one of their gods. So I can see how Daniel was like, I didn't really want to be called that. <laughs> I don't know if he just continued to call himself Daniel or how that worked. But anyways, we will use their names, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, for the purposes of this lesson today. Um, so in the first chapter, we see how they did not want to defile themselves with the food that the king wanted them to eat. So the king wanted them to eat the meats and the wines of his country. However, their custom at the time was to eat water and vegetables. So there, there was a eunuch that was over these men, and he was supposed to be helping them like teach um, like the customs and learn the language and all these things. And Daniel was like, hey, um, we really don't want to eat this food. Can we get some of our own food, like the vegetables and water? And of course, at this time, um, they would just kill people willy-nilly. Like, just, bye. <laughs> so 
the eunuch was like, are you kidding me? Like, if the king sees that you're getting skinny, like, he's going to kill me. Like, no, you eat this food, this meat, and this wine. And Daniel, he's so smart. He's like, well, how about we try it for 10 days? Okay, you know, have you ever tried a 10-day diet pill or something? Like, just a trial? See how it works out? Okay, so Daniel, he's the original creator of 10-day trial. <laughs> he's like, okay, well, let's try it for 10 days. And if we're looking too skinny, we'll, we'll convert to your food. Um, but if not, you know, we'll continue to eat our food. So the eunuch agreed, or the guy that was over him agreed. And so he started, you know, brought them their vegetables and water. And, of course, we know that Daniel's so smart that they were looking better than the men that were eating the, um, the junk food. So um, we can see already that God has a purpose for these men. He didn't let them get skinny and, you know, all these things. Um, so we continue on in Daniel 117. Um, God gave these four men knowledge of uh, understanding every kind of literature and wisdom. So they were super smart. They learned the literature. They learned the language. They they were just, like, very fast learners. So um, Daniel also understood visions and dreams of every kind, which is important to note for later in our story today. So when we read on, um, we see that these four men were presented to King Nebuchadnezzar. So Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were, of course, found to be better than all the others because they were the smartest, they were healthy, they were smart, all these things. So they were better than the other men. So they started to attend directly to the king. So then we move on to Daniel um, chapter 2. And Nebuchadnezzar starts having dreams and wasn't able to sleep. Have you ever, how many moms in here have like not been able to sleep some nights? Baby crying. Do you wake up a little grumpy in the morning? Okay. King Nebuchadnezzar had the grumps. He was a little tired and grumpy. <laughs> so he called all his magicians, all his sorcerers, all his wise men to come to tell him. He said, tell me what my dream was and tell me the interpretation. Now, if I came up to you and I was like, hey, tell me what my dream was last night and then tell me what it means. You'd probably be like, well, what? Like, no, that's impossible. I cannot do that. Well, uh, this is where we see Mr. Dramatic step in. He says in Daniel 2.5, my word is final. If you don't tell me my dream and its interpretation, you're going to be torn limb from limb and your house is going to be a garbage dump. Really? Okay, mister. You, that's just way too dramatic. He was way too tired. He was way too grumpy. Just like, your house is going to be a, a garbage dump. <laughs> this is directly from the CSB version of the Bible. So you can read this for yourself this week. Um, but on the other hand, if you tell me the dream and its interpretation, you'll receive gifts and honor from me. But of course... No one could do what he was asking. So he issued a decree to kill all of the wise men. This included Daniel and his friends. So Daniel, we already know he's a cool dude. He is just like the guy comes to like get him to kill him. 
And Daniel's like, well, why is this decree so harsh? Like, basically, why is the king being dramatic again? And he's like, you know, he tells him what happened or whatever. And so Daniel, he's either going to die because he's going to, because of this decree, or he can go to the king and ask him, like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> so back then, if you went to the king uh, without being summoned, um, it was a cause for um, you to be killed, basically. So either way, he could have a chance of dying. But we already know that Daniel is called by God. So he goes to the king, asks him for some time to interpret his dream. So he goes back to his house, and he's like, bros, we got to pray. Like, get on your face. I'm going to, like, try and figure this out because we don't want to die. Now, I don't think that, like, these men, we know that they didn't stop worshiping. They kept serving their God, right, the one true God. So we know that they got on their face. I'm sure they weren't like, oh, God, tell us. And then they went about their business. I'm sure they, like, interceded and got down to business. So I love that they kept a lifestyle of worship. This wasn't new for them. It wasn't just the one time that they were going to seek God. Um, so they were facing death if God didn't come through for them. As we read on, we read that um, Daniel go, goes ahead and tells the king what his dream was and um, interprets it for him. So, of course, Nebuchadnezzar was very impressed and said, in um, chapter 2, verse 47, the king said, Your God is indeed God of gods, Lord of kings. And then Daniel was promoted to ruler over Babylon. So, of course, Daniel hooked up his bros with a promotion as well. They got to move up in their ranks. And we can see that God has a plan for these four men. And they did not back down on their beliefs. They still prayed and worshipped to the one true God. So, as we move on to chapter 3, King Nebuchadnezzar makes a gold statue. Now, we just read in chapter 2 that he was like, you serve the like God of gods. Now, chapter 3, he's like, oh, here's a 90 foot high, 9 feet wide gold statue, and we're all going to worship it. Like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, he, is he losing sleep again? Like, man, we're just one chapter before, you know, one chapter after that. So, now the king wants everyone to fall down and worship the statue whenever you hear the sound of music. So, if you were here last week, we learned with Ashley the importance and the significance of um, music and worship. So, it also, we can see here... So when you heard the sound of music, you were supposed to fall down and worship the uh, gold statue. And then, um, but the consequences were if you did not fall down and worship, you were going to be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. Did we not see that coming, Mr. Dramatic? He's so, like, just so crazy. <laughs> So we already know at this point in time that the Ten Commandments have been given. So if you're familiar with that, the first two commandments say, don't have any gods before me, don't have idols. So, you know, it's kind of like a big sign when there's a gold statue, like, hey, Daniel's like, literally in the first two commandments, like, if you can't remember the rest, at least remember the first two. 
So, um, we, so as we continue reading on, of course, there's always a tattletale. Who loves a good tattletale? So as some tattletales come along and tell the king, like, hey, your little smart bro is over here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're not bowing down to your idol. Now, I don't know why the king was surprised. Like, I don't know why he, like, thought there would be anything different. So, of course, he gets angry. We would expect nothing less from him. Um, so he asked the three men to be brought to him. So I'm going to read in um, Daniel chapter 3, verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar says to them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you don't serve my gods and worship the gold statue I've set up? Now, if you're ready, when you hear the sound of music, um, fall down and worship the statue I've made. But if you don't worship it, you will immediately be thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Mm. I can just imagine these three guys, the boldness that rises up in them. They just get a little cocky, just a little, they're like, you know, they already know this guy's cray cray. So in verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego reply to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. Wow. Like, who says that to a king? Like, I don't need to answer to you. Um, I can just imagine they were just, oh, they were bold. And then it continues on. If the God we serve exists. Now, they already knew their God existed. Then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire. And he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. Now, this next part. But. Even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your God or worship the gold statue you have set up. So even in front of the fiery furnace they were going to be thrown in, they did not back down. They continued their lifestyle of worship to God. They didn't back down in, you know, it would have been easy just to be like, okay, like... I don't want to be burnt up. I guess I'll just bow down a little bit. You know, it's fine. No one's looking. But no, they were like, they just got this boldness, a little cockiness. No. Even if our God doesn't save us, it doesn't matter. I will not serve your God. You see, they didn't just worship God on Sundays. They just didn't worship when the music was good. They didn't worship when the preacher was good. They worshiped even in the bad times, even when they were faced with death. So, as we continue on in the chapter, Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage, of course. And he says, turn the furnace up seven times hotter. Can you believe this guy? He is just so dramatic. Like, I think a fiery furnace is probably hot enough, okay? Like, it doesn't need to be seven times hotter. <laughs> so, they turn up the fire, and they he gets his best soldiers and takes these three men up to throw them in the fire. Now, the Bible says that it was so hot that the soldiers that were taking them to throw them in died. 
So, I mean, if you just get close enough to the fire and you die, that tells me it's probably pretty hot. So they fell into the fire. Now, um, I need, like, some volunteers. Do we have, like, actually, can I just have all the ladies come up front? Like, you can just kind of stand, like, in front of these chairs-ish. So I'm going to keep reading on in, um, in the um, verses here. But when Nebuchadnezzar, um, oh, so now remember, the fire was so hot that the men that threw the Hebrew boy, boys into the fire died. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm, and he says, didn't we throw three men into the fire? And of course, the people around him were like, of course. Like, we saw them. We all saw them walk up there, okay? And um, he exclaimed, look, I see four men not tied walking around in the fire. They were not alone in their fire. So it changed their perspective. They still had to go through the fire, but they weren't alone. When you're going through a hard time, you're not alone. I am asked you guys to come up here because I wanted to change your perspective. You're not sitting in your seat alone anymore. You're with your friends. You're with your church family. So um, when you came, um, so when you're going through the fire, I would encourage you to worship. When the bank account says zero, still worship. When the doctor's report is not good, still worship. Because, you see, there's going to be fires in our life. But you're not alone. One of the scariest things as a human is to be alone. But when you have a church family, you're not alone. I can tell you that when we came here, it was scary. It was lonely, but when we changed our perspective, there were people surrounding you. And you have those people right here with you. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, so Nebuchadnezzar approached the door and he tells the three men to come out. And he proclaims, you serve the God of God. Your worship might not change your fire, but it's going to change the people around you. It's going to change your perspective because you worshiped, because you prayed, you're going to change someone else's life. Um, worship isn't easy in the hard times, but when you do it all the time, it gets easier. So um, today, I just want, since we're all up here already, I want to invite all the men. You guys can come up and join us as well. Um, but if you feel comfortable, um, I would encourage you to just pray with the person next to you this morning or this afternoon. Um, because you don't know what fire they're going through. You don't know what their situation is. But you could change something in their life. They won't feel alone. And... Um, let me start this down here. Um, so 
so I just want to encourage you to pray for their needs. You don't need to know what their need is today, but nobody needs to be alone today. Um, and I, I'm going to invite Zach up. If you guys want prayer, we'll be happy to pray with you. And if any of the men want to come up and pray with your spouses or um, by yourself, that you're more than welcome to. But um, just remember that even in the hard times, when we worship, it changes our perspective. And I just want to leave you with that today. Um, if we can just go ahead and pray for each other for a few moments. Found in your grace, your faithfulness, my fortress, over and over. Make way through the have to feel alone. I have felt those moments of being alone. 
And I remember the Sunday that I was, I was preaching. I remember the Sunday when I had been beanbag Zach and I was preaching and I felt like I was so alone and I was here and like I looked up and I remembered, I think there might've been like maybe 15 people in here and I realized, whoa, this is it. Like we're on the same team. We're fighting on the same team. Like this is it. This is what God's given. This is this is it. I, I don't remember everyone that was there. I know it was Jim and Betty and, and, uh, and, and I think, yeah, I think Tammy was there. And I know uh, Cindy and Russell. I can't remember everyone else. Probably, uh, probably Lori, but it was early on. I can't remember everyone that was there, but uh, for sure that was it. And, and I was like, I know that God had provided at that moment those people to let me know that, hey, stop looking at everyone else. Look at the people that you have that are here right now. And sometimes we're like, look, why God? Why, why, what about all these other people? And God's like, hey, here's the people I've surrounded you with. Go ahead and let them love you. And you're like, but I wanted love from somewhere else. You know that song, I'm looking for love in all the wrong places? Sometimes the love that you're looking for needs to be right here. Right here within the church. I know the love of God surpasses the love of any person that we can give. But I'll tell you what, the love of people within the church is so powerful. That's why, like, that's why we can't have an 11 a.m. church and a 2 p.m. church. That's why we gotta have. That's why we gotta have one church. Like, that's that's why we gotta have every once in a while a 1:30 church. <laughs> you know, so we all get together and have a barbecue and everybody knows each other. And uh, <laughs> I can't honestly. I am so looking forward to that 1:30 church on the 30th. I, I'm telling you what. I am so excited for that. It's going to be a good time. Um, but uh, I know I, I enjoyed this today. I tell my wife I love her. I sent her outside. Um, and uh, I, uh, I, she did an awesome job today. And I'm so thankful for her. She keeps me grounded. She keeps me um, sane. Yeah, she, she keeps all my stuff found. Yeah, she is the best part of me. She really is. And uh, I, I can't say enough about her. And I'll be honest, like, when we, go to, when we go to, like, different conferences and stuff like that, we cannot talk enough about the church. Like, I probably, like, probably, people probably can't stand me. Like, I, like, because, like, they come start talking to me, and, like, within two seconds of, like, getting into the conversation, I'm like, so, at our church... Like, I have to be so cautious because, like, it just, like, starts falling out of my mouth. And I'm like, I'm seriously not trying to brag, but, like, y'all, we have the best church. <laughs> like, I love this church. <laughs> like, you guys, like, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> I love this church. Like, like I, I've told you before, like, I've prayed for snowfalls, blizzards in the middle of June and July. And, like, y'all, I'm like, God, I can't wait to go to church next week. <laughs> Like Sunday gets over, I'm like, man, I can't wait till what's gonna happen next week. Like, you know, I was not expecting 65 people at church on Sunday. Like, I was like, that was not. I was like, wonder, wonder what God's gonna do this Sunday. You know, <laughs> like I don't know. I know God's gonna do something. I don't know what. Like, I know like every Sunday, like I have an expectation. Like God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. I just come expecting God to do something. 
I just don't know what it is. So like every week is just a surprise. Every week my mind is blown. <laughs> so I come into church and I'm like, wonder what's going to happen. It's a surprise. That's why like, I come like in a suit today and everyone's like, who's this guy? <laughs> ah, surprise. <laughs> wow. Well, God bless you guys. Let's pray before we go. God, I pray you touch each and every one of us. God, I pray you would move in this place, God, that we would take this with us, God. I pray that you would touch us, God, that in our situations, no matter where we are, God, God, I pray that you would help us to worship in the fire, God. God, when we feel everything around us is chaos, God, that we would continue to worship you, that we would continue to praise you, God, in the situation that we're in, God, no matter what, God, I pray that you would help us to, to surround each other. God, to God to, to support each other, God, to lift each other up in Jesus' name. God, we worship you and magnify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be sure to tell everyone hello. Make sure you get your gift. If you're over 18, get it. If, you, if there's more left over and you're going to see a relative, grab one for them too. God bless you. Have a happy Mother's Day. Call your mom if you can. Call your grandmother. Call your daughter. I don't know. Whatever you... Whatever you do, call your friend, whatever, call someone, tell them you love them. Have a great day. God bless. Have a great week. And Tuesday, Bible study here. And Saturday, we're moving. You know what? Stack these chairs in the middle. Let's just do it. Stack those chairs in the middle. Let's just stack them. <laughs> yeah. No, we're still having Tuesday, Bible study, but we just need these chairs and we can unstack a couple. All right, you guys are dismissed. Have grab your stuff. <laughs> yeah, stack some chairs. You don't you don't have to stack all of them, but you stack some of them so we have some of them stacked. generation embrace this come on tell me